Hey, babes. Welcome back for another episode of Masterdom. Yes, we're here again. We do it every time. Yes, we're excited. <laughs> this is a choice that we do. Because <laughs> we're so good at we are pretty good at it. We're getting better for sure. We're getting we gotta better. Admit it, guys. Like, come on. You guys did like that other, like, episode. It was pretty good. We like, heard some pretty good reviews. Yeah. If only you would just write it in the Apple section. Yeah, like, if you guys could just do us all a favor and rate <laughs> and review the podcast that helps us so much. That would be awesome. We would love it. Yes. True babes. Yes. <laughs> also, if you have a chance, check out our Instagram where we've added a new Linktree link. Yes, you guys can send us your confessions. You can ask us questions. Your weird stories you want us to share privately, of course, unless you mention your name. Yeah, you can do it all anonymously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we would love to hear your stories. We would love to hear from you. Yes. So check out our Instagram for uh great content yeah me and ashley like we are og like content creators like we really sit and think about what we're gonna post every single time it's a whole complication it's yeah (laughs) you guys don't need to hear about our workshopping events anyway so ashley tell me how was your weekend my weekend was a lovely weekend lovely yes i spent it with my man because we had an early valentine's day tell us all the details yeah um well we don't live on our own yet so we still have to get a hotel room. I still think there's a sexiness about that. Don't get me wrong. Oh, you could it's dirty fine. the sheets as much as you want. Yes. Dirty that room up and you're just like, bye. Yeah, no, we uh we we really take advantage of it. And he certainly did because when I came out of work, I walk in and the room is decored up. It was actually really cute. Yeah, she showed me pictures, guys. It was so cute. Yeah. I'm not gonna post them, so <laughs> unless <laughs> unless I get like five reviews, maybe I'll do it. Ooh, five reviews and she'll show you what um her man did yeah it was super cute and i was know. trying to make that dirty and you just went right over it <laughs> <laughs> well he did a lot of things i tell you something <laughs> it was a good time yeah so from uh, friday to saturday we were together and then again on super bowl because he likes watching football with me because mm-hmm. i don't know anything about it so i just keep asking questions and he likes to share what it is going on, so. That's sweet. Who you guys were rooting for? Um, They wanted the Chiefs. Okay. They, we like the Chiefs because yeah. of Brady. Oh, wait, no. I thought, no, he's the Buccaneer. Don't listen to me. Yeah, Chiefs is Mahomes. They had the same colors. Yeah, it's very It confusing. was rough. It was rough to differentiate. Yeah, um, my man's family hates Brady, so. That makes sense. But Mahomes is just so a newbie. We're not going to get into it. We kind of know football not too much. Yeah, no, that's for another conversation. That we're never going to have. Different podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how was your weekend, Vanessa? My weekend was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it was yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I am I'm like blushing and I'm shy to like talk about it cuz it's still so new, but yes, like um yeah, <laughs> the same man that I went on the like first date with last time we spoke. Um we hung out this time. He had like a little gathering for one of his mm-hmm. roommates at his place. Oh, have fun human interaction. No, it was not fun. I, it was anxiety ridden because put it this way. You always want to make a good impression oh, on the yeah. best friend. So I was meeting the best friend and then all the close friends that he grew up with <laughs> in one setting. It's like um, a test. <laughs> it, 
felt like a test because I'm trying to be friendly and sociable and great with everyone. But at the same time, knowing the limits and the bounds and trying to be cool and drink as much as them as well when I'm damn near dying on the white claws. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a while. Like you're on a whole My whole like tolerance is nothing right now. I have mm-hmm. like Jesus Christ. I have to build it back up. Well, it's disgusting. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah we hung out. It was cute. Um, yeah, it was yeah. a good time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. Actually, stop being that human. <laughs> what human? <laughs> I tell her before the podcast. Hey, man, don't grill me too much. Let it slide. Make it be easy. This is just me like, sliding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But then, like, here she is just, like, you know, giving me this look, like, wink, wink. Yeah, it was good this all right, weekend. All right, all right, all right. What can I say? I'm happy my homegirl had a nice time. It was a very nice time. That's all I'm saying. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> cheers to a nice time. You know, here is this. It says something if I'm being more coy and shy about the information, doesn't it? I was more than willing to discuss in detail about any other suitor. That is true. Yeah. Something special's a brewing. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll That's see. That's the thing. I find myself being too much of a simp for this man. So let's see if I... I need to get back in my savage ways. Ah. <laughs> well, patience <laughs> is a virtue. And I think in any dating game, you really got to take it slow because you never know what to accept. And when oh, definitely. And will drop. Yeah. What? Oh, my God. You are an asshole. What did I do? <laughs> She says all coy and innocent like, we're switching topics. Ashley, are you venting or obsessing this week? I'm going to obsess. What do you want to obsess about? So unfortunately, I don't know who the person was, but it was in my time of randomly browsing the Instagram reels and just going super ham on them for hours. And I stumble upon a woman. Yet still, she doesn't want to sign up for TikTok, but yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> so there's a woman who's discussing about manifestation and your intention and the way you use language and interesting yeah and one of the things she said was like instead of saying like i'm chasing this bag Mm -hmm. change that change that language say you're walking to it because it's right around the corner say that it's right there you're just strengthening it Alrighty. yeah just those like little things of changing that language and i it makes that big of a difference makes that big of a difference it's an actual intention it's a manifestation you're not chasing anything why are you running for money why is running running away from you okay that does make a lot of sense i wouldn't have thought that deeply about it yeah if it's running away from you then that's not what you want that's not an intention or a manifestation okay so i thought okay yeah let me change the language and i'm still working on it but like You know, I've been saying I'm looking for this job. I have to start saying when this job finds me. Okay. um, Or like the job I am searching for is in with within reach within your reach so okay just changing that language i think is such an important thing to have has it changed your mindset a little i just started not too long ago it's very hard i think yeah. to become that person right away definitely i've caught myself several times like oh like biting my tongue because it's just the language you've learned and become, become accustomed to exactly yeah so I'm telling people this is a new way. Do it this way. Especially if you're into like energy and manifesting and setting your goals and intention, changing the language of how you want to go through things will most definitely help you out. 
Alrighty, I'm with it. Yeah. Let's go. So what's your Benton obsession? So I don't know if you're familiar with the show The Wilds on Amazon Prime. Ooh. It's <laughs> so good. You've seen it? It's so good. It's so good. I binged it, I want to say, in like two days. It's so juicy. Yeah. You, the whole time you're – so what happens is is that there's about – I want to say like what? There's seven girls – that get crash landed on an island Mm -hmm. and they never they've never met each other they were going away for like some retreat Mm -hmm. and they have to essentially survive being on this island and nobody knowing where they are but the whole spin of it is you guys have to watch to find out what the whole spin (laughs) of it is because i'm not giving it away it's that good it is and you hear every perspective of each girl on the show which i really liked yeah you get to hear like okay jenna was experiencing this and martha was experiencing that and it's amazing and then you even get to learn more about their backstories before they got onto the plane so learning about their lives and the trauma that they've been going through spoke to me spoke to me well like i was just recently reading that that show is like it's like a weird version of a teenage lost, if you will. Okay. <laughs> um, it's just so complex in so many ways. And you're learning a lot, I think. And I even read someone say, like, the wild gave us complex female relationships that all pass the Bechdel test with flying colors. Whoa. Yeah. And if you don't know what the Bechdel test is, it's a writer's form of creating a female protagonist. And it's like this, like, I don't want to say list, but it's like a scale of how to make a female protagonist. Okay. And each character definitely fulfills the Bechdel test. It's amazing, guys. Really give it a go. If you have Amazon Prime, like, don't sleep on that service. Like, they have really good movies and shows. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Netflix to the death of me, but if you have that Prime membership, use it. Don't sleep on it. It is surprising. Like, I recently watched a few movies and I'm like, okay. It's good, right? It's good. I want to see that movie, The One Night in Miami. That one looks really good. I want to check it out. I have to look into it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so moving on, we want to talk about our topic of today. Yes, let's do it. Let's introduce it. You want to introduce it or shall I? Um, you go for it. Okay. I introduced last time. Okay. (laughs) So this week with Valentine's Day coming up, guys, we are going to be talking about (laughs) romantic love. Mm Mm-hmm. And Ashley and I are going to take it from the psychologist, sociologist, social work perspective, naturally. Yeah. And we're going to talk about Arthur Aaron's work. Mm -hmm. The Experimental Generation of Interpersonal Closeness, a Procedure and Some Preliminary Findings. Yeah. That was a mouthful. We understand. We're here to break it down for you. (laughs) Essentially, Arthur Aaron, the psychologist, composed 36 questions which is supposed to lead two individuals to closeness and intimacy Mm -hmm. so the new york times picked this up with a person who explained how she used these questions to create an intimacy with a man that she had just met it was like a first date it was and what happened was is that they ended up falling in love yeah so now people have used these questions to essentially fall in love wow 
That's and, a big word. Yeah. So when there are three sets to the 36 questions that's broken up by, mm-hmm. each set gets a little bit more difficult, interpersonal, and intimate. Yes. And then after you have concluded asking these 36 questions, you're supposed to look deeply into the other person's eyes for four minutes. Deeply. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but I tried just recently to look in Ashley's eyes for like five seconds and I just started laughing. And it's not because she doesn't have a gorgeous face. It's just like I got uncomfortable. <laughs> it is a different kind of connection that it's you're asking for. It's a different level of intimacy. Mm-hmm. So me and Ashley are just kind of going to go through each of the sets. We're going to point out some of the questions that we really enjoyed, maybe some of the questions that we don't necessarily love, give our thoughts and opinion. And we definitely believe that you babes, if you're interested for this Valentine's Day, probe these questions with your partners and see what type of level of intimacy that you guys can produce exactly it could be something very fun or very dangerous so as always proceed Proceed with with caution caution. (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't come back for us we are not the fault of your relationship blame new york times for submitting this article (laughs) yeah or arthur aaron whichever one splits your boat yeah yeah so let's get started for my first question i try Mm -hmm. to find questions that like was like, ooh, what a good idea, but also, mm, what could go wrong? I also want to preface that Ashley and I did this separately, like looking at what questions we want. Yeah. So right now, like to each other, these are brand new, yes. which one we chose. We have no idea what we chose. Yes. So let's Hit see. Hit me with your first one. Yeah. So one of the questions I picked in set one mm-hmm. is if you, if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? That's just opening childhood trauma. I just think (laughs) like you can go either way with this, but it's going to be a little sad depending on who you are. Absolutely. And then, but also at the same time, I would be unsettled by the person that says, I wouldn't change a thing because then it's like, so nothing, everything was perfect. Everything was in maybe in your life that was, but not even like the fact that your hair split a different way. Right. Like you weren't upset that like your mom didn't take you to the barber. She cut it for you. A sense of insecurity and the ability to go back and change it and you don't want to do it. Like, what? You must be so secure with yourself. And I don't know who you are, but I don't even really know if I want to meet you yet because I'm not there. It's just a very interesting question because to assume that a parent did everything possible is like also very demanding of you if a person wants you to create a family with them definitely because then you're gonna try to strive for that god the pressure so like yes okay ask this question and make it fun maybe but also realize that you may be putting some weird underlining pressure of them that you're asking for messy 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 (laughs) what do you have my question from the first set was take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Oh, God. Four minutes? Four minutes. That's such a short time. <laughs> right? And then as much detail as possible. Yeah. When I read this question, I thought to myself, I feel like I would have spent too much time on my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it would just been like, and then I went to college and then I got my master's and now I'm here. Yeah. No, I feel like I would have done the same thing where I'm like, this is everything sad that happened to me. But look, I'm a functioning adult. And that's what I wanted to get into. I think it even talks to that person's psyche. If you have four minutes to tell your whole life story and you choose to tell the stories that are the saddest in your life or depressing, (laughs) what does that say about you as a human? I know. Well, that's 
fact that you're still coping. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you can listen to it on the other end of somebody who talks about all the greatest points and memories within their life. Yeah. And that even just shows you just like how much better well attached they are to the world and the emotions and all their jazz. And it's like, again, a moment of like, God damn. What? Yeah, it's, yeah. It can be very daunting on a person, I think, if you're too sad. And then also incredibly painful if you're too happy. Exactly. Like, I feel like I would have to be like, all right, this was the saddest moments. And then we're going to go to the point where I'm slowly trying to rise. But that's not the end of the story because we're still there in this moment. But I also think like, okay, this is possibly a first date. Yes. And can you imagine just spilling four minutes of your life in great detail jesus that you choose what if you're having a weird day that day oh if i'm having a weird day you're about to hear the saddest story that yeah. ever lived. that's what i'm saying like i just if feel I like i had a positive day you're gonna hear about the time about how much i loved going to ride playland and how much i had fun with my cu- it's it's all about that mindset of the day i think and that's how you're gonna choose your stories mm-hmm. what and did you choose from set two Oh, so for set two, I chose what is your most terrible memory? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I chose the same one. Oh, did you really? I really did. <laughs> I have all of those questions. I'm like, why would you want to? Like, I understand in this particular research study they really wanted to create the case of closeness slash intimacy and by their definition and i'm going to read you it verbatim the one key pattern associated with development of close relationship among peers is sustained escalating reciprocal personalistic self-disclosure i don't think any of that says share your total misery on your first date I think also this is not meant for a first date. No. Unless you want to scare your partner, don't do this. I'm like, do this while you're dating, like you're not scale. married yet. Or maybe if you're married and you have a lull and you're interested, do it. But don't do this on the first date. Make yourself as shiny and cool as you possibly can on a first date. Yeah. And I to don't get even the second think one. saying something like, in my mind, if I were in this study and someone said to me, the next question is, what is your most terrible memory? I'd probably... How do you choose one? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but also, like, I'd probably pick the weakest terrible memory. Right, because you're like, let me slide it easy. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell him the other shitty ass shit later. Like, throughout. Like, now you've I've gotten comfortable with you. Yeah. Let me tell you about how traumatic really my life is. I think the question, if you ask, if you did this... In your first year of your relationship, and you did this in your five-year relationship. Ooh, I'd love to see the study on that. The answer is totally different. Absolutely, because the first year, probably like, oh, it was probably when Jimmy knocked my ice cream cone out of my hand that I really love. Yeah. And then by the fifth year, I was like, yeah, I like you know dealt with a lot of addiction on my own, and I was potentially going to rehab. So you know that was a pretty rough time in my life. I had an eating disorder. Yeah. Um, that I've been battling for this long. Right. But when I was a kid, um, someone stole my bike. And it was the only bike I was able to have ever. So, yeah. like, it's just like, what? <laughs> That's a lot. And to ask someone to, like, give you the empathy, no pity. That is the hardest thing. Like, you don't like know this person. <laughs> striking that balance between being empathetic, but at the same time, not pitying the person for the experiences that they went through exactly so important 
hate pity with a passion. It makes me feel uncomfortable. And how do you know, like, I'm sure in that situation you'll know, but how do you know that this person won't be, like, pitiful? Right? (laughs) Right? It's very hard to assume that anyone can respond to this question with a positive look. You asked me the most terrible memory. But you know what the thing about it is, too, though? What it also speaks to is if you're with the partner who says like a terrible memory that to you seems like the fuck that happens to me every day and I move along and push it. Yeah. That just shows you what type of life that you guys have both been living. Like that was the most terrible thing that happened to him or her. For you, it was probably even dealing with like homelessness or dealing with, you know, your mom being not mentally stable. Like, do you get what I'm saying? And then to have that comparison and then you look at that person and it was like the hardest thing for you was watching your sister get more attention than you yeah are you kidding me right now exactly grow up it's really hard to assume that our past traumas can be a a source of like a dating mechanism right i don't think it's like build on it let's romanticize it that's creepy to me i think it's just a conversation you have down the road when you experience that trauma and you're triggered and you decide to disclose it to your partner but so they know not to do it for the next time exactly but we keep it pushing and we're pushing it to set three Alrighty, for mine my question that i was like huh was I wish I had someone with whom I could share and then you fill in the blanks. Hmm. And I thought that could be tricky or -hmm. it could be good. Could be good. Because I thought it could be tricky in the sense that say you're in a relationship with your partner. Yeah. And you tell them, I wish I had someone with whom I can share my passion for baking. Oh. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So that's not about it. (laughs) Right. And he's completely not about it. So then it's like, it feels awkward. And then he's just like, oh, so like you want somebody to share that baking with you? Whom and why and all of that. Mm -hmm. It can lead to that icky discussion. Or it could lead to the discussion of like, oh, I didn't know that you really, you know, wanted to share that passion. Like I can, you know, get into it or I can try it. So I feel like it can go either way. It can go either way. It's a tough question because I think it's like solely based on what a person interprets it as. Because a lot of people are kind of black and white. And if you say this is my passion and this is what I want from you, for them it might be a difficult request. Like, ooh, that's your passion? I don't can't know. Do it. Yeah. yeah. But then how does that make you feel on the other end? Yeah. Well, now you're just forcing a person to believe that you have to do this because I really want us to share this one thing when you don't have you to You don't really want to. No. You don't really care. It's kind of like a meat in the middle kind of thing. I like baking. Can you get the eggs so I can yeah. make a cake later? Or uh, <laughs> a better, more personal example is your partner really enjoys football and you're like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of watch and like see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Like... I really just watch just to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm not into it. I don't like picking teams, but right. he likes it and we're watching it together. So he has that person to share football with, kind of. What is yours? My question was, tell your partner what you like about them. Be honest this time. Saying things that you may not say to someone you just met. I like this one. I just think it's a little like, okay, well, first of all, the study was based on people who just met. That's true. Um, But also then asking them, okay, you just met this person. Now say things you wouldn't say if you just met. It's weird. What? (laughs) But again, like I said, these questions are also really useful when you're in a relationship. Yeah. You want to build that deeper connection. 
even if it was for a first date, I think it would be really hard. Now, this is set three, so by this point, you have encountered at least, what, 15 personable questions at least to really break down some walls and get some feedback that would allow you to answer a person's question, whether that is, I think you are an incredibly strong individual who went through some serious stuff. I think that's the point of it all, because when you think about it, by this point, you've answered the question, what's your most terrible memory? Yeah. So then you're going to hear it. Undoubtedly, you're going to be like, wow, the strength of this human being to overcome this and, you know, still be here standing and alive and all that jazz. So then it makes you think like, all right, like this is what I really think. Like, I think you're phenomenal. Yeah. I think this question, you can't say it in the beginning. You have to have all of those deeper discussions that are terrible first. Yeah. And then lead you up to here to be like, wow, like after all of that conversation we just had, this is what I truly think of you. Exactly. And I think, um, (laughs) I just think also it's a matter of uh, like how you want to answer that question because like if I met someone and it was time for this question and if they told me the saddest story like lifetime movie yeah and now I have to make this face that says I heard your sad lifetime movie Mm -hmm. and I think you're incredibly strong yeah that is also something untrue because a person cannot watch a whole Lifetime movie and think, this is so sad. A person will be a little judgy. <laughs> That's A person true. will have some ifs and tiffs. Like, I didn't ooh. even think about the judgment of it all. Like, yeah, you're right. You you're spot on s- with yeah, that. Yeah, like you suffered, let's say, you know, I'm sorry, unfortunate. You suffered sexual abuse and now you do not like to make out during sex. Yeah. And now, sitting across from you, I have to describe a feeling and about i don't know you. what that is because yeah. i'm still trying to decipher my feelings about you after you telling me that yeah and i just met you guys these questions are not for the week no and i no. do remember reading the studies really briefly and most of them had these like interval breaks in between and i think that's the time to process but 15 minutes to process a whole person's story that's quite a demand. Whoa. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a big wow. I agree. I think the, the larger idea of what we're trying to accomplish from discussing these questions and sharing with it with you, babes, mm-hmm. is that intimacy is not just physical. It yeah. is v- really and truly all about being vulnerable, mm-hmm. letting your guards down, and letting people inside and knowing really who you are. And if you have the ability to partake in these questions with mm-hmm. your partners, this could really untap a whole large section within your relationship. Again, proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. <laughs> but I think it could be very useful. And when you guys go out on your Valentine's Day dinners this week, mm-hmm. I don't know, choose maybe three or four questions that you think are interesting and see what happens. See if it happens. And even try the four minutes of staring in each other's eyes when you hold your glass of wine and see if you can hold it and see what happens. <laughs> Let us know. Write in and tell us like if you did it and what happened. Yeah. Because I certainly will try it. I don't know. if my. Yeah. My date will let me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have a Valentine's Day date. Ooh. So if you let me, I would love to try it. <laughs> I don't think I can do it with my man because we stare at each other and we're just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> For four minutes? Four minutes. Okay. <laughs> just like blushing and 
giggling and I think we have tried before and it's just such a like that's my relationship it's a very playful relationship definitely and staring that's into fun, his though. eyes is just fun yeah yeah that's fun I mean yeah and he has gorgeous eyes yeah so yeah. I think at the end of the day babes you look at your relationships and yes being in love the secret is that intimacy that sense of closeness that you get from them and kind of just evaluate your relationships and see if the lull that you're experiencing or the sense of loneliness is because the lack of intimacy in your relationship not that physical intimacy but that mental sense of intimacy that um we all really need at the end of the day yeah me and ashley talk about all the time like sex is amazing and it's wonderful it's great but but it's not (laughs) the be all or end all of all relationships yeah. it's really you know being able to be vulnerable with your partners and have that connection exactly so we want you all to have that connection and if you don't have anyone to spend valentine's day with and you're just writing this game solo play with your friends let it I get thought weird you were gonna say something else no no i thought you were gonna say something Jesus. else no mind is always in the gutter no. no play with your friends if you want to ask these questions go for it um i mean yeah play with yourself if you want to but but yeah play with yourself if you want to (laughs) you can't even say it with a straight face (laughs) i just think you know have fun it's just another day it just it's a little more red than usual that's all uh yeah well, you know, because all the hearts. I don't know. You say a little bit more red. Oh, the hearts. The hearts okay. The love words. Yeah. Thought it would catch. Guess not. <laughs> I. It's the drink. We've been drinking. Mm. We're drinking rosé, actually, this evening. You know, for love. For love. Rosé and for love. Mm. Mm. We hope you feel the love today, babes, because we, we hope you sure feel the feel love this, for you. Yeah, this whole week. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about people's dates. Like, how are you guys dating in COVID, where are you guys going during COVID? <laughs> I know New York dining opens up this weekend. Exciting. That's exciting for a lot of you. Yeah. But um, love you, babes. I hope you have a great Valentine's Day. Yes. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Well, hear, hear you next week. week. <laughs> we'll figure that out. <laughs> we always do that. Bye, babes. Bye, babes. Sip. Sip. <laughs>